You're listening to Malta Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. It's a receivers and radios on the platforms of uh, Marka Sahaba, the voice of the Al-Sunnah wal Jamaa. It is time for medical files, and alhamdulillah, someone that really adds a value to this uh, platform is our very own uh, Dr. Farooq Hafiji, a, spe- a specialist family physician, and alhamdulillah, you know, uh, being so many years in his uh, field, he's a uh, mashallah lecturer, he's uh, been, uh, you know, to uh, many refresher courses, and he's lectured to many people, has written books on health and so forth, and alhamdulillah, this evening, we're going to talk about the frail older adults, uh, you know, that uh, are at a risk of having premature de- uh, deaths and other various negative health outcomes, including falls, fractures, disability, dementia, all of these uh, different things that come uh, through being frail and getting old. But uh, perhaps, I uh, know, doctor will give a different dimension when it comes to perhaps our Muslim elders that get old with dignity and with piety. And maybe, you know, there is that extra protection for them and so forth. But uh, Dr. Farooq Kafiji will be giving us more on this. Let's welcome him and you, the uh, pious and sagacious listeners of uh, Radio Mar- uh, Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. We're a hearty. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, Dr. Farooq Kafiji, how are you doing this a beautiful evening? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and to your listeners. Alhamdulillah, we've been having some very, very hot days here in Durban and as I suppose the rest of the country as well. Yeah, absolutely, doctor. And the uh, rest of the country, I mean, the heat waves coming through, you know, you and I always talk about hydration, we talk about uh, keeping yourself, you know, buoyant and so forth. But, uh, Doctor, you know, this uh, talk, a topic about frail and older adults, and we hear about people talking about old age homes and all that. Maybe we'll touch on that a little later. But, uh, you know, why do, or maybe the question to pose, what are the biggest challenges for elderly people, perhaps in our society, you know, taking everyone into consideration, the Muslims and non-Muslims alike, and white, black, uh, Indian, colored, and so forth. Talk to us, Doc. Uh, yes, uh, you know, um, uh Frailty is a real uh, problem, not only for the caregivers, but for the person themselves. And it can present with quite a few psychological uh, factors as well. As, uh, as uh, You must remember this, these, these people were very, very before. Uh, just like you and I, they have been, they have been very active. Uh, they played their part in the community, in society part in the families, they grew up their families, they, uh, you know, they, they, were, they were people just like us. And now suddenly they are placed in a situation where they have gone so weak and so weak that they need assistance. And of course, there are different degrees of frailty. Uh, and, and of course, it's not, it's not only related to old age, you know, it's not related to the elderly. Sometimes people who are in their 50s can become frail as well. Uh, and uh, uh, that, that's due to chronic illness, uh, somebody who's been sick for a long period of time, somebody who's been bedridden for a long period of time where the muscles have weakened uh, to such an extent that they are having problems uh, balancing and they have, uh, um, they have problems walking. Um, you know, so it could be even younger than 50 if they've, had, um, if they've been in hospital for a long period of time for some reason, whatever, whether it was an accident or, a, or an injury or whether it was a disease. 
that put them into that position. So we, we should look at it from a very wide perspective and not only look at that person, we should also look at their family because it's not only the person that uh, that is uh, the problem, uh, it is a family that will also have the problem. And, and of course, the younger people are watching to see how all this pans out. And uh, uh, it's very important for us to give these young people a very positive, positive impression of how to care for the you know, Doctor, you make a lot of sense, and I want to like of that. You said, you know, Shafat is not only about ageism, but also young people uh, that can become frail and because of some uh, chronic illnesses and all that. But then the challenges for, for these people, you know, is uh, that, you know, they uh, sometimes they maybe they, they, they feel a loss or sense of uh, purpose. They have lost the purpose in life. Some may, uh, you know, find uh, financial insecurity, uh, difficulty with everyday tasks and mobility or finding the right caregiver. And you, as you spoke about caregivers, we'll, we'll, we'll focus on them a little later on. And, uh, you know, perhaps today, you know, if you don't have a medical aid, uh, then you don't get access to healthcare services and so forth. And... Uh, uh, well, you know, what should they do as a family physician? You, I mean, you must have seen this scenario so many times, uh, doctor. How many times were you involved in uh, maybe giving advice uh, to a person, you know, that is frail and uh, perhaps uh, said, doctor, I want to talk to you in confidence, uh, uh, doc? Uh, yes, uh, you, this is this happens uh, over a you know, period of time. Uh, and of course, 50 years and so uh, well, over 50 years, and I've seen the whole transition from an extended family situation to a situation where elderly people are now living on their own. Uh, that, that also presents a challenge uh, when people are living on their own. And uh, in the 70s, of course, there were extended families and uh, people wouldn't dream of uh, taking their mother and father and put them in, putting them into an apartment or a flat and, and getting they would take care of them themselves. So we have gone through this change. I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm, I'm just saying that the world has changed. And, uh, uh, you know, as long as the care is there and as long as uh, the company is there, the companionship, they are not isolated, uh, they may be okay. Because these days you may find that a lot of the elderly people want to be independent themselves. Uh, they don't want to be in a family situation. They want to be independent themselves because they have their own likes and dislikes, which they have, and it doesn't fit in with the extended family situation. So, angles. But let's take. Uh, I think. I think. Let's talk about what the problems are, what the challenges are for frail people, and then we and then we uh, then we we'll talk about the caregivers. And remember, the caregivers can be family members. They don't have to be a stranger, somebody from outside. Uh, the caregiver can be uh, a, a family member. So let's let's talk about uh, yes, afraid people, uh, especially if they are elderly. We'll, we'll start from the top with the brain. Uh, yes, they do get dementia. They do have dementia, and one and and they have sometimes they have accelerated dementia. And the reason for that is that uh, they do, they are not there's not enough stimulus for them. There's not they are not stimulated enough. Uh, most of the time they are alone. Uh, they don't have much company. Uh, they, uh, they they don't have much interaction. They don't know what's going on around them. They don't know what, they don't know about politics. They don't know about uh, what you know. Uh, in, in fact, they they have hearing problems, uh, so they can't hear very well. Uh, they have vision problems. They can't they can't see very well. 
so uh, it's a disadvantage. And after a while, they they virtually give up listening to Kirayat uh, uh, or listening to uh, uh, you know lectures and that kind of thing. Um, and then reading is a challenge for them uh, because they may, the vision may be compromised. But we can all these things. We have hearing aids. Uh, we have visual uh, assistance. Uh, we have big Qurans now, huge ones. Uh, and uh, uh, in that way, we can help them if we only know what their disabilities are. Uh, and then, of course, coming down, uh, we find that uh, uh, people who are uh, frail, people who are elderly, uh, they lose their appetite. And uh, they don't feel like eating very much. Uh, eating becomes very limited, very limited. And you, can, you have to fall it. And most of them are, are, are really uh, malnourished or, or, you know, not obvious. But you can see that they haven't been eating very well. Uh, and, then you, and then the other problem arises is that they, uh, they lose their sense of thirst uh, with the result that they, they, they can become dehydrated. Especially in hot days like how we're having now, uh, they can become dehydrated. Uh, because they they don't feel thirsty, and you have to remind them, and you have to keep a glass and a jug next to them uh, to make sure that uh, uh, they 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 they, they, uh, they drink water. Uh, then you have the skin becomes like tissue tissue paper; it can tear easily. So they have to be handled very very gently. They have to be handled extremely gently, otherwise they bruise very easily. Uh, and and uh, and then that, that bruising can cause uh, sometimes it can result in ulcers and bed sores uh, if they're not moving around, not moved adequately. Uh, that's another challenge. Then you come to the muscles which are weak, weakened, and uh, you know they, they can sometimes they cannot even support the person. And sometimes uh, they, they, even if they're supporting them, uh, they feel a little uh, unsteady. They feel a little uh, uh, they lose confidence in themselves actually in a, in to keep themselves upright or, or trying to um, uh, walk uh, and they're afraid to fall. So there's a very jittery type of walk that they that they have uh, and of course we can we can help them. We, we must look for all these things. We must look for all these things in people who are older and frail and each one of the things that I'm telling you about, each one in which we can help them. Each one has a way in which we can help them and make their life a bit easier and it doesn't have to be an expensive I think it can be something that you can use whole, whole items uh, and, and easy, cheaper, cheaper, cheaper things to give them going. Then you come and usually with the uh, elderly people, uh, more, a lot of them are osteoporotic, the bone fragile. So if they have a fall, you, you know they're, they're going to break something. They're going to break a bone, and uh, so it's very important for us to make sure uh, that the area around them. Free of rugs, rugs uh, is free of any steps that, that, that they may stumble over. There should be no furniture that's uh, sticking out where the leg could touch, hit the furniture, and, and they could fall down. You have to be particularly careful about the bathrooms because bathroom falls are very bad because we have sharp edges in the bathroom and we have glass in the bathroom, we have mirrors in the bathroom. So that's a very dangerous place to fall. So the special care must be taken in the bathroom to make sure there is there's no water on the tiles. Uh, there's that that slippery that 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 rug that you've got there to 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 help uh, with water absorption is non-slip rug. It does not slip. 
and uh, make sure that there's uh, enough handles for them to hold on to, side handles, side bars, even in the toilet. Uh, put bars around, put bars on them. Mm -hmm. They have a very difficulty getting off the toilet seat. Uh, they may sit okay, but we're getting off the toilet seat. So put side bars for them so that they can grip the side bars and pull themselves up. Uh, or they, if that's not possible, you get toilet raises where you can raise the toilet seat uh, by about 10 centimeters or 15 centimeters. Uh, so they are really sitting pushed up high up. Uh, for them, it's much easier for them to get up. The higher you are, the easier it is to wake up, to get up from a sitting position. So that's another issue. Showering is another problem because uh, with the shower, uh, they, they can feel a bit dizzy, they can feel a little bit lightheaded, or they may have pressure problems with the pressure may drop during your shower. Bars in the, in the shower to stabilize them, to make sure that uh, they, they, they can grip onto something if they feel a bit lightheaded. And somebody actually is better for them to uh, uh, to uh, have an assistant of them. But uh, the other thing is, it may, be a, uh, it may be necessary to modify the bathroom, maybe necessary to modify the shower, uh, where you can have a large shower uh, and no steps, so that so that a wheelchair can go inside uh, inside the inside the shower, uh, and that may, that will help quite a bit. Because sometimes they are, you know they have periods where uh, they they become so weak, especially if they get a superimposed infection, uh, they become so weak that they are unable to walk. Uh, so you have to take them into the shower on the beach. So make sure that you have a, a situation in the bathroom where uh, there's wheel the wheel into the shower. Uh, you know, it costs a bit to do that, but in the end, it'll save you a lot of problems and a lot of discomfort. For everyone, not only the the the, the plate, but it also save a lot of effort um, by the caregivers. So <clears throat> the bathroom plays a very very significant role. We have to clean ourselves. We have to have a shower. So uh, that area needs special attention. Really, really needs special attention. Uh, and uh, so, so as bones are concerned, we always worry about fractures because a fracture of a bone in an elderly. Uh, is a disastrous thing. Uh, some of them recover very quickly, others take a long, long time to recover. Some of them have uh, virtually permanent disability following a fracture. Uh, you know, the, the osteoporosis is so bad uh, that uh, they, you know, by holding the chest and you can crisp. So you got to be careful that you got to find out from the uh, uh, from the doctor. How severe an osteoporosis is. If it's a severe osteoporosis, you have to be very careful how you handle them, because by, by you applying pressure on them, can also break the bones, uh, the brittle bones. But if the, if the, if the osteoporosis is not that bad, uh, you can you can them around the chest and them up uh, if you have to do that. So uh, you know, then they have uh, breathing problems. They, they are you know they are short breaths, shortness of breath. Uh, they they have uh, they, they run out um, they run out of breath perfectly, especially climbing stairs or or, or, or walking uphill. Uh, and at, and at this age, they may have heart problems as well, which will aggravate the whole situation. And they may have lung problems, especially if they've been smokers in the past. Uh, they will have some kind of obstructive uh, lung disease, which uh, may cause them to uh, suffer from uh, uh, shorter breath, shorter shortness of breath. Uh, they have digestive problems as well. 
They may get uh, because of hiatus hernia, which is very common in the elderly, and they may get constipated, which is another very big problem. In and and uh, uh, something that we need to pay attention to with the diet and making sure that they have enough liquids to drink. Uh, so uh, and then and then you know with the, with the arthritis, um, most people when up to the age of sixty develop some kind of arthritis in the back, the hip, or the knees from wear and tear over the years. And depending how you how you took care of your body through the years, uh, you may end up with uh, arthritis of these joints. Uh, the hips and the knees, and of course, these are areas of the body that we need that we need uh, for walking, for the, for climbing, for, you know, for for all our activities. We can't do that. We need those joints to to be working quite okay. And of course, we find the person if a person is overweight and uh, frail, it, it's really a big challenge for them because of their weight. Uh, the weight is like a hindrance to them. Uh, so, and it's also the weight is also a hindrance to the caregiver. Uh, the key caregiver finds it very, very difficult to lift them up and to move them around. It's a good idea that as we get older, we should get thinner. It's easier for us, it's easier for any caregivers that we need to take care of us. So, uh, so talking about the subject, uh, you know, I always say that uh, although we are talking about frail people. We are, we, you know, the young people need to listen to this as well, because these young people now, who are now young, will, you know, Allah Ta'ala forbid, they get frail as they get older. So they will also be in that position. So from now, if you can stop, if you can prevent things from, from your body, the mechanical things in your body from deteriorating, from now, if from the age of 40, 50, 60, you have to be careful. You have to that your body is in a, in a good condition. You must eat muscles are toned. Make sure you, you, you move your joints, you, you walk as much as you can. Make sure you have a healthy diet so you are not overweight. All these things will help you as you get older. And if you do get fra uh, frail, you will be easier to manage uh, than a person who didn't take care of the body. Uh, feet also need special attention because with the feet, uh, they, they can't wear flat shoes. And this is a real bad, bad. Uh, because wearing a flat shoe really puts their uh, center of gravity behind them or back, back, uh, and of course, uh, so they need a shoe with a heel. Uh, and if, if you can give them a shoe with a heel, and and ideally it should not be a slip-on, because slip-ons can cause can slip out and they can stumble and fall. They'd rather they'd rather use a sandal with a back step and and something that you can. Like a velcro on the top that you can uh, you can um, you can uh, put on their feet, which will stay on their feet. Takes a little while putting them on. Takes a little while taking them off. But believe me, that is far better than having a person stumbling on a on a sandal, uh, ill-fitting sandal, uh, a loose sandal, and then breaking some bone and causing major problems for for, for themselves and the family. So the so the shoes are important. And of course, the other thing is because free people have a problem uh, with, with their vision and their, their hands are usually of the nervous uh, situation, uh, it's difficult for them to cut their nails. So whether it's the fingernails or whether it's the toenails, toenails are even worse because they are more distant away. They, 
they didn't do very well. So the chances of them cutting themselves uh, and cutting the skin uh, is, is very high. So somebody needs to do it for them. Uh, this is something that needs to be done every week or every two weeks, uh, depending on how fast things grow. Uh, but this is another very important exercise to keep going. And to keep the muscles supple, they need massaging. They need, they, they need stimulation of the muscles, a circulation in the muscles. And if somebody can give the muscles massage every every few days that will that will make them feel very good and it will also uh, to to work a bit better inshallah inshallah very comprehensive there indeed uh, doctor enjoying that and uh, yes uh, uh, i'm getting messages coming through from our listeners and this one says uh, dr farooq kafiji always informative uh, brother shafat ahmed khan jazakallah khair for bringing him on yes uh, he's uh, mashallah very readily comes on to, uh, onto our, my show and our shows, Alhamdulillah, I can't call it my, it's our show, Doctor, and you, the listeners, all together make the show. And uh, uh, sister says, uh, Doctor, my uh, elderly grandmother was a Hafiza, but uh, for the past two weeks, I uh, we found out that she forgot every ayat of the Quran and uh, cannot even concentrate on a Salah. She doesn't know what to read. Please, uh, Doctor, is this normal or what we need to do? Doctor, how do you respond to that? Uh, yes, that's a normal process of aging, and Allah Taala has allowed that to uh, allowed that. Uh, you know, it's uh, that Allah Taala is going to punish thing that is happening naturally. Her memory is getting wiped out, and and as the memory is getting wiped out, of course, the current memory is also being wiped out. Uh, but it's no problem. You you need to go backwards, like like well, how Allah Taala tells us in the Quran. You start off uh, weak and frail, and you you get into a strong person, and then you, you go back again as, as you get older into a weak and frail person again. Uh, and, and of course, memory is affected as well. So uh, you need to, you know, you need to go back again, maybe teach them small little surahs, uh, short surahs, uh, and maybe help them with the surahs just before they read the salah. Uh, so, that, you know, so that they don't, so not in the salah, but just before the salah, just tell them to let's, let's, uh, let's go over the surah and uh, uh, let them recite it for you, and let them recite two or three or four surahs. Now tell them, right, you you're okay now. Now you can do it in your salah. So it's it's a bit of a painstaking thing, but you will get the reward for it. You will also get the reward for their salah. So it's it's absolutely worth doing it. Uh, it's, it's it's patience, and uh, you have a lot of patience. You need a lot of time for to do this kind of thing. Uh, but it can be done. Don't worry about the fact that she has lost all that memory. There's nothing you can do to bring it back. It's a wipeout of that memory. Uh, and what, what may happen sometimes is they may have a lucid period, a, a, a period when the memory comes back for a short time and then goes back again off, uh, because the memory in, in dementia doesn't, doesn't usually just go away completely. It is there, but it comes every now and then. In the early stages, they will, they will, they will get the, mes- the memory back again for a while, and then it's gone again. So. When they get the memory back again, you see, no, they're talking about past things and they're talking about present things. That's the time you may need to tell them that, okay, why don't you recite this surah for me? Uh, just as a, a way of uh, um, making them uh, remember. Uh, so that's that's a very, uh, very powerful way of not only uh, teaching them to get their memory back again, but also to giving them self-confidence. Because once they can do that, they feel that a bit better themselves, and of course, it helps them cheers, cheers them up a little bit. Um, of course, we didn't talk about psychological problems uh, in the elderly. Uh, that's another thing 
something that uh, is is a is a real problem, and we need to be aware of that. And in this situation where the person was a Hafiz of Quran, uh, Hafiza, uh, they, and, and they're forgotten, you can imagine the trauma that they're going through. Uh, you know, if they, if they remember that is that they're forgotten. Uh, sometimes they don't remember that they're forgotten. They don't know that they're forgotten. Uh, but if they're aware that they're forgotten, uh, it's quite a psychological uh, uh, problem for them because uh, they feel disappointed. Uh, and they feel let down, they may get a bit depressed. Uh, and, and depression is very common in the elderly, uh, absolutely common, and it's for various reasons. It's for reasons, them, for, for uh, their own reason, they, the fact that they can't do whatever they, whatever they used to do before is because they are now dependent on other people. Uh, it's now because they, are, they feel useless, their self-esteem goes down, uh, they feel they are, they, are, they are not worth, uh, not, they're not worth having around. Uh, they feel uh, embarrassed. They uh, they feel uh, uh, that they are imposing on people around them. Uh, so all these things creates uh, depression in them. And uh, the thing to do is that the, the, the best the best thing to do in a situation like that would would be to introduce children to these people. And children really make them feel very good because children are uninhibited. Un 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 uh, they actually uh, talk. Talk to them like how they talk to their friends, and they cheer them up. They may make them laugh. They do the antics in front of them, and they make them laugh. Uh, that's very good for them. So, uh, this bringing children to life at that stage, grandchildren or great grandchildren, makes a very, very big difference in the morale of that elderly person and in the depression of the elderly person. So I would say the officer, you know, just be. But during those during those lucid periods, uh, get them to recite the Quran. A brilliant point indeed, and I like the fact where you talk about children and you know bringing them and uh, giving company to the elderly because uh, you know it really they add joy and the children are you know bundles of joys also. Uh, but I'm looking at this question uh, from uh, Brother Ismail. He says, "Assalamu alaikum, Doctor Farooq Hafiji. Uh, we come from a Gujarati-speaking family, and uh, our Dada loved uh, his language and he still speaks it. But now, since he's gone old and frail." He's uh, swearing too much in Gujarati. As you know, we have some uh, very funny superlatives in this language. And uh, when guest comes and he still use, uses all these superlatives, it is so embarrassing. Should we stop uh, uh, stop guests from visiting him? Because it is uh, already downgrading the family value. Uh, how do you respond to Ismail here, doctor? I think uh, what you need to do, you can't, uh, you see, it's, what what... What the grandfather is saying is coming from his heart, what, what, from his deep down in his memory. So you, you, you may not be able to do very much about that because you, you will not be able to control it. It's very difficult to control that. Talking, talking to them logically and explaining to them not do it does not work, may not work. Most likely, it will not work. So the, the, the thing to do is to explain to the visitors before you take them there that, look, Grandpa is, you know, in a state now where his mind is is uh, not how it used to be, and uh, he may use words and terms that may be displeasing to you. Please ignore it, and uh, don't take it to heart. Uh, I will talk about it after your visit, and keep the visit very brief, very brief, the briefest you can. It's not not long conversations because the briefer the grandpa is going to use all those words. Uh, so keep it very one or two minutes. 
to take them out from, from that environment again. Now, this brings me to another point, uh, which is also, you see, what is buried deep down in, in our memory, deep down in our heart, comes out when we are older. It comes out. And uh, so, if we, if we are racist, uh, if we have racist tendencies, if we use racial terms while we are younger, and we, we, we swear other, other races, and so that is embedded in your memory, that is embedded in your heart. Older, you are going to use those. You are, those all that's going to come out again. And you are going to say them. So you need to, you know, the young people now need to clean their heart out. They need to take this out, remove it from their heart. Because once it gets embedded, it stays, and when, when you're older, that's when it comes out. Uh, what's in your deep memory, what's in your, and how you are, and what type of a person you were, will now come out. Uh, and sometimes it's not a very pleasant thing. Sometimes it's something that you you did in. You were maybe a, maybe a person that swore a lot uh, when you were younger, uh, and uh, so uh, every second word was a swear or. I couldn't speak a, a straight sentence without a swear word in it. <clears throat> If that's the case, then you may you may have uh, in the future as you get older, but those sentences are still embedded in your mind and old and you lose control of your senses and you, you you lose control of your mind, those same sentences come out again and all those same race racial slurs will come out without you even thinking about them. Even if you tell them that why are you saying that, you know, why are you saying that? And and they say, No, you know what? Uh, did I say that? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think that I said that, but they did. And uh, uh, of course, there's, there's a confrontation situation there. So I think uh, again for our younger people, try and clean your heart out now. Don't use any racial terms and any 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 uh, any swear words. There's no need to wear just to use any swear words. Clean your language out completely, so that when you are uh, so when you are older, and uh, when you get to that stage where you are frail and you are losing your mind, you clear, nice speech will come out of your mouth uh, and you, you'll be actually, uh, people around you will be very proud of you if you just keep saying all the positive things rather than the negative things. Yeah, beautiful indeed, uh, Doctor, and uh, Jazakallah Khair for giving us uh, that uh, dimension because if uh, whatever you do, uh, I mean, what you sow, you shall reap, and when you're uh, giving all these superlatives out and uh, imagine if your caregiver you have uh, happens to be of a you know of of of, of another color and you you were uh, you know you had this bad habit of uh, you know uh, denigrating people and that comes out your caregiver can you know really maybe lose the cool and walk off the job uh, doctor yes it's absolute and that's very common actually it happens very 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 commonly caregivers are trained the caregivers are trained to not uh, take that personally they are told that look this is maybe said to them, but the person who's saying it, you know, they, they, they really don't mean it. They are just saying, they're just repeating something that they, they did in the past. So it doesn't apply to them. So don't worry about it. So, but it's very difficult for a person uh, when, when the person they are taking care of are uh, actually abusive towards them. Uh, it's very difficult for that caregiver to give care, proper care to that person who is, who is abusive to them. Uh, so again, uh, you know, we, we need to. Uh, you, you know, to explain to elderly people who are abusive not to be abusive, you're wasting your time. 
because it'll, they'll just remember it for a minute or so, or even less than a minute or so, and it's gone out from their mind again, and they're back to square one again. So, uh, you know, you, you, need to, uh, you need to talk to the caregiver and make, and make the caregiver develop thick skin so that uh, they don't take that personally. Uh, they just laugh over it and say, oh, well, you know what, this was a different generation of people, and now it's different, and I'm not going to take this thing seriously. Yeah, looking at this question, says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Dr. Farooq Hafiji. Uh, we have an elderly aunt uh, who's always making stories about her, 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 her caregiver. But a caregiver is such a wonderful woman. She takes it all. And uh, whenever her complaints come uh, to us, uh, we confront the caregiver. And she says, this is all lies. And in, in fact, she recorded my auntie swearing her and abusing her. And, the, and we noticed that the story that our auntie gave us was all lies. How should we deal with auntie? Shall we reprimand her in a very subtle way? Doctor, how, uh, what's your response to that? Uh, this is a very, again, another very common with uh, caregivers, uh, that caregivers experience. Uh, and they are, they are usually accused of stealing money, uh, stealing stuff, uh, stuff from them. Uh, and uh, uh, they, they don't trust them. Uh, this is a very common thing. And this is another thing that caregivers are trained for, and they will not, uh, uh, they, they, they should not take it personally. And of course, uh, what they need to do is they need to talk to the person who's hired them and, and tell them, look, uh, I'm being accused of this, but uh, you know, you can check, you can search me if you want, uh, you can, you know, uh, check check on what uh, whether I've taken it or not, uh, and uh, in that way, uh, develop some credibility between the person who hired them and the caregiver. So once you've got that credibility going and say, look, you know, this caregiver is honest, responsible, and, uh, and really caring, uh, therefore, whatever the auntie says, don't take it to heart. Don't, don't worry about what the auntie is saying. But reprimanding the auntie would just end up in a confrontational situation. Don't do that. Don't go there. Because you, you will not win. You, you know, even if you tell them not to do it, uh, they won't do it for maybe uh, uh, one morning or one afternoon, and then back again the next day, it's the same again, because uh, their memory gets wiped out. So whatever you've spoken to them today, they cannot remember what you told them yesterday, uh, and they don't even know that you reprimanded them. So, in fact, if you think about it, uh, you know, uh, being in a dementia situation uh, is very good for the patient, because they... They don't, they don't remember anything. They don't know anything. They just look around. They just, they, you know, they, they've, got, they've got virtually blank memories. So uh, to them, uh, you know, they, all the past memory, all the whatever problems they had, whatever issues they had, is all wiped out. Uh, so they, you, find them, they, you find them usually very calm and, and, and relaxed because uh, they, they don't have, you know, um, uh, as, you, as you get older, we collect more and more uh, baggage. If you'd, like, if you'd like to call it baggage, which we carry on our shoulders all our lives. Uh, and uh, we think about it all the time. And that brings us down. And you say, this person did this to me. This person did this to me. And I feel, I still feel bad about it. But when you, when you get dementia and you get old, you forget all that. It's not there anymore. So your mind gets freed, absolutely freed. So, so this is when we should fill the minds with Allah Ta'ala. We should fill their minds with zikr because that's what they need at that at that age. We should fill the. We should. That's what we should be doing. We should be 
we should be reminding them constantly about Allah Ta'ala, about nearness to Allah Ta'ala, make them make zikr with, and, and in that way, uh, occupy that empty space in their heart uh, with things that are very positive for them and something that will help them in the Akhara. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Abzal says, uh, Dr. Farooq Hafeji, Jazakallah Khair, uh, much needed topic. And he goes on to say, because uh, adult children are busy with their own lives, careers, and families that uh, do not live nearby, uh, Dr., uh, you know, we are forced uh, to have uh, our uh, adults uh, taken care by caregivers. But uh, then also they uh, lose, uh, maybe they're feeling that they're losing a sense of self-worth because there's no family members around them. And uh, do they feel this? And do they feel like it's uh, the family member or the family members are adding so- uh, social isolation to them? Do these uh, frail uh, uh, family members feel that? Doctor, how do you respond? Yeah, is uh, this is a very, uh, a very big topic. This uh, is, is something that is happening at the moment. Uh, not only here, it's all over the world. It's happening all over the world. Uh, and people want to get on with their own lives. The young people want to get on with their own lives, uh, and uh, uh, they uh, uh, they care for their parents. They care for their parents. Uh, gee, doctor, uh, are you still there? Yes, sir. All right, good. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I'm looking okay. at this. Uh, it's raining questions here for you. You know, when you come, you have a baraka of getting the people, uh, you know, responding to us. And this one says, uh, uh, "Doctor, I want to know if uh, if there is a way of uh, uh, if, if there's a way for us to stop people from getting frail as they age. Uh, can that be stopped? Or perhaps you can take precautions, uh, doctor, according to this uh, uh, listener here." Can they take precautions and they're afraid of becoming frail and, uh, you know, succumbing to all these uh, different types of uh, dementia and falling and breaking the bones and so forth, doctor? Yes, very much so. Absolutely. That's why I keep bringing the topic to young people who may be listening and saying to them that you need to take precautions from now so that you don't become frail when you are older. And there are things you can do now which will help you not to become frail when you get older or to minimize the older. So now's the time to take care of your health. Now's the time to make sure that you are not overweight. That's one of the biggest problems that we have uh, is, is overweight. And uh, the more overweight you are, the more you to, to maneuver yourself and the more caregivers to, uh, to help you, to lift you, to, to, to move you. Uh, so the, the idea is from the age of 40, you really need to look at yourself and say, look, I need to wait. Uh, it's not only for to look, look better. Also, I need to, as I get older, I need to lose my weight. The other thing that you need to do is you need to become active and you need to remain active. You need to find some three times or four times a week, which gets you active for about half an hour, 45 minutes. Something very active. You can you can do walking. If the younger you are, you can do other things like skipping and, and uh, walk. Uh, walking up hills and climbing stairs and whatever exercise you do. And some people go to the gym, which is not really necessary. You can do all these things at home. Uh, just become active, you know, play a game of something that keeps you active. Play with the grandchildren, run around with the grandchildren. That's, that's also activity. That's also keeping you going. And that's what we should be doing. We should be, we should be keeping our joints going, our muscles going, uh, and uh, and making sure that we're not overweight. And the other thing that we need to do 
is we need to have a nutritious diet. We need to make sure that we're eating correctly. We're not eating too much of carbohydrates and too much of foods with artificial colors, flavors, and fizzy drinks and all that. Uh, we should be concentrating more on more wholesome foods as we get older uh, because that's, those, those foods will make our bodies stronger. Stronger. They make our bones stronger. They're stronger. So these are the things that we need as we get older to stop to stop us from becoming frail. Uh, you look at you look you look around you. You see you see people who are the same age. Two people maybe 80 years old. One man frail and walking with a, with a with a walking aid, and then you find another 80 year old who's sprightly and, and walking very upright and uh, not very much problems. And you ask yourself. What is the problem here? I know genetics plays a part. Genetics plays a very big part. But uh, but overriding all that is how you brought yourself up to that age. How did you spend your life as you got older and older and older? And the, so the, so if you talk to the person who's active, uh, who's, who's active at 80, you ask them about their life, and they'll tell you they've been active all their life. They're exercising, they've been playing games, they've been they've, they've been keeping their mind active. Uh, they've been doing a perfect way of keeping our mind active. But if we can memorize surahs, uh, we can bring for, for, for right until old age, uh, because that's what helps us uh, to keep our mind active, to our, our, our thinking uh, logically and our thinking uh, in, in the best, in the best uh, situation. So, uh, yes, you can. You, and this is, this is what we all should be doing. We all should be for old age and making sure that the best quality of life as possible uh, until we leave this world and that of course depends on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we have no control over that but we have control on the way we live and our quality of life Yes, uh, sister says, Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Farooq Afiji. Our Nana, alhamdulillah, is uh, on the whole uh, well behaved. Uh, he, the, we let the kids uh, play around him and he really enjoys that. But uh, he, Nana has broken uh, hundreds of cups and saucers because he loves uh, throwing them uh, uh, at certain moments of the day. Why is this so? And sometimes uh, he, he, uh, he hurts the kids. Uh, we want to stop this, uh, but if we say, if we, if, we, if we stop this, then Nana will get more depressed. How, what do we do in this situation, doctor, and how can you help? Well, instead of using glass, glass cups and glass plates, use plastic, uh, something light, uh, so, that, so that it doesn't hurt anybody and the chances of breaking are very slim. Uh, you just have to modify it and use, uh, use items that, uh, that will not hurt and items that will not. You, you, you know, again, difficult to ask him to stop it. He won't. Uh, because his memory gets wiped out, so they don't blame him because he doesn't know. Uh, you told him today, uh, he doesn't know tomorrow that you told him today. So he, he, he thinks, you know, he, he just carries on like he, how, how, how he has been carrying on before. Uh, so talking to him uh, is, is usually a waste of time. But rather modify what you're doing and, and correct it in, in that way. And also explain to children that, you know, uh, uh, your grandfather has this tendency of doing this, but don't worry. If he does that, just uh, go pick it up and and uh, uh, and keep it away from him, you know, so that he doesn't do it again. Yeah, challenging indeed. And uh, you know, some of them uh, also will the combination of shouting and repetitive uh, uh, talking and so forth. And you know, uh, 
pos- uh, possessiveness. I mean, uh, old people have this uh, tendency of, uh, you know, hiding things under the mattress or putting it in a parcel and keeping it away. Why is that so, uh, doctor? Oh, yes, there is, a, there is a feeling of insecurity as you get older. Loss of control of yourself. You lose control of your, you, you know that you've lost control of yourself. You know that your memory is not as good. Your hearing is not that good. You can't see very well. Uh, so now you become more protective uh, positions uh, because you feel that somebody is going to take it away from you and you won't, you, you won't hear them, you won't be able to see them properly and you won't even know uh, that they are around because of... Uh, uh, yes, so so that's uh, that's a, uh, a problem. Uh, and of course, it doesn't matter. If they want to do that, let them do that. As long as it satisfies them and it doesn't upset anybody in the family, it's okay, let them do that. But the bigger problem, the bigger problem that we have uh, is that uh, sometimes the elderly people become of their, their children. So you may have a situation, uh, a husband and wife uh, are living in the house with their elderly parents uh, and their children. Uh, and want the son's attention. The daughter-in-law is looking after them as well. She's, she's doing all the, the best she can to take care of them. But the elderly people want possession of the son. They want the son's attention all the time. Uh, they don't want the son to give attention to his wife. Uh, that creates a terrible, terrible relationship problem in the house. And that's another thing that that's, that happens uh, quite frequently. So the, the parents want the son to be there all the time. And when the daughter-in-law comes to help them, uh, they say, no, 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 I don't want you to help me. I want so-and-so to help me. Uh, so um, uh, then the daughter-in-law feels that they don't want, uh, that, you know, they, they're rejecting her. Uh, and then about them, uh, which is absolutely uh, horrendous in a situation at, at home. Uh, then she may, they may reject it because they are trying to show by rejecting the daughter-in-law simply because they want attention from the son. They want possession of the son. So that's, that's a real problem. That, and, and unfortunately, uh, there's not much you can do about that because uh, with the state of their mind, uh, that's going to carry on. Uh, the only thing that needs to be done is that the wife needs to be supported by the husband 100%. The wife needs to be absolutely supported, encouraged, uh, and protected of what they're doing. Uh, keep them, uh, keep her minimal, uh, uh, minimal contact with the old people. She can do all the other work in the background, but not not in front of them. So you need to, you need a very strong. A husband that's, uh, that will give his wife that extra support and tell her that, look, don't worry about what the old people are saying and doing. I'll take care of them. And you, you, you know, you have me in the background. Uh, now, it's got nothing to do with you. Uh, it's got, uh, it's got it, everything to do with how they about the life around them. Uh, and so that position, that position is, is, is a very, very bad thing for relationships in a family. Yes, sir, doctor. You know, uh, recent uh, uh, research or, you know, the studies have shown that 16% of caregivers are emotionally strained, while 26% state that taking care of the loved ones 
uh, had and uh, you know had them emotionally drained. How do you respond to that, doctor? That's uh, absolutely. You know, caregivers also need care. You know, we, we forget about that actually. Uh, caregivers also need care, and in fact, uh, dealing with a person who's stubborn and who's abusive and uh, who, who doesn't want to do what you ask them to do, uh, and the whole day goes like that. Can you imagine how frustrating it is for that person? Now, caregivers can be either family members or they can be people from the outside that you hire as a caregiver. In both situations, the, the person will be exhausted at the end of the day trying to deal with the situation. So uh, so they, they need a break. They, they, they actually need a break. And uh, so that, that's what they should get. They should, they should, they should be given a break uh, every few days to go and chill out and come back again, depending on how severe the abuse is. Uh, if it's not so bad, then you know, uh, taking time off once a week, it's it's okay. And the the family, the family needs a break as well. Uh, the, the, uh, the the son and daughter-in-law who are looking after the son's elderly parents, uh, and this go, it goes on. They can't go anywhere. Uh, they can't do anything. Uh, one has to go shopping, the other one has to stay at home. Uh, they can't do things on their own. They can't do things together. Uh, that's a real, real challenge. And these these people need help. They really, really need help. So in, in, in that way, the Islamic Medical Association has recognized this. And we are getting more and more calls from people uh, to say that uh, they, they need some kind of relief because uh, this is, you know, they, they can't even go for Umrah. Uh, they can't they, they, they can't even visit their relatives because uh, they have to look after the, the elderly people. They can't leave them alone in case there's a disaster in the house, in case there's a fire, or they in case they get burnt, or in case they get they cut themselves, or whatever it is that that uh, they can do. So the Islamic Medical, Medical Association has has uh, got a one a a a, uh, a care center. They've, they've they've developed a care center here in Durban. Uh, and I think there, there, there will be one in Cape Town and one in Johannesburg as well, uh, where it's, it's like a respite, we call it a respite center, where you can leave your elderly uh, mother or father, or both of them, in there for about a week or two or three, and then while you're gone for Umrah or gone wherever you're going to, and then come back, pick them up again, and take them home. They are well cared for there while they are there, and in fact it gives uh, the... Uh, nurses and the sisters in the in the in the care center a chance to go over the medication, uh, go over there uh, because their the blood pressure will be checked, the sugar will be checked, uh, the, the the skin will be checked, uh, the, the the general health will be checked to make sure that they are all okay. Uh, and then the, you know the husband and wives can come back home, uh, come come back from their visit wherever they go, come back, pick the old people up, and take them home again. So uh, this is the idea of this respite center. And, and, and uh, you know, there's a real, really, very, very bad, bad need for them or for it. Uh, the other way, the other way to do it uh, is that you have siblings uh, and you can tell the siblings, you know what, I'm going for Umrah or I'm going to go for a holiday or, or I'm going somewhere and I want you to uh, take care of mom, mom and dad uh, for two weeks or three weeks. I remember there's so much of Barakah looking after old people. There's so much of the reward that you get by looking after old people that you should actually cherish that. You should guard it, uh, because that's all foreign exchange that we will only see on the day of Kiyama, uh, that that we uh, left for us. Uh, so looking after old people is a is a blessing for us. It's really, really a blessing. 
we don't see it as such, but it is definitely a blessing uh, in, in, in disguise. So it doesn't matter if you have to go through all the pain and discomfort, you go through it because you will be rewarded in the, in the hereafter. Allah Ta'ala will reward you in that, in that situation. Uh, so, uh, and then people sometimes make it worse for, for, for us. Um, visitors will come and they'll tell you something like, oh, you look out, you're here all the time. You don't go anywhere, uh, you're stuck in the house. Uh, doesn't that make you feel bad? They actually make it worse for you. So in fact, when we visit people like that, we should be encouraging to them. And we should be saying that Allah will reward you tremendously. You're doing a very good job. Keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you will get rewarded for it. Don't come out with any negative things when you are when you when you visit people like this uh, and, and, you know and and make it easy for the family members uh, to take care of the elderly people the other thing while i'm talking while i'm talking about visitors it's important for us to visit elderly people that's another thing that's lacking in, in society at the moment uh, the younger people are tending not to visit their relatives they're tending not to uh, not to have anything to do with their with their cousins and with especially the elderly people. I remember in, in many, many, many years ago, uh, our parents used to take us from house to house visiting elderly people, uh, visiting the family members. Uh, that trend has gone now. Uh, and you won't, you won't find people uh, going, very few people go from home, from house to house on a weekend, visiting their relatives and saying hello to them. Now it's all about WhatsApp messages and it's all about, uh, uh, you know, talking, talking on the phone, if that ever, ever occurs. So we need to bring that back again and visit these elderly people. It's very, very stimulating for them, and it makes them feel very good. And it, and it, and it, and, and it and makes the people who are looking after them, their caregivers, it gives them, uh, uh, you know, um, encouragement. It gives them encouragement that somebody else also thinks about them and, and comes to visit them. So we should do that, all of us. I tell you, doctor, you know, uh, I don't know what you've got. You've got something in you. You've got a presence and you've got some power uh, that the divine decree has blessed you with because that uh, load shedding was trying to, you know, trying, trying to get us. But you had something you were doing and, and it didn't get us. And now and then they're pinched. But your your whole content came through so clearly, so powerfully. And uh, the, uh, you know, the last uh, few words uh, that you spoke, uh, pure, pure hikmah and encouraging youngsters to, you know, uh, come and visit the frail or the elderly and keep the muhabba. And a very good advice coming through there. And I'm giving you your parting words before we close up the show this evening, uh, Doctor. Yeah, we should, uh, we should, we should, for very important for us to do that. And in fact, if we can have humor, if we can develop a sense of humor with them, think about things that made them laugh before. Think of me of that made them feel good. Those are the things we should be telling them. Lift up the mood. Don't have a depressed situation in the house. Lift up the mood so that uh, the whole environment changes. It, it depends on ourselves. Our attitude will, will, will make a very, very big difference. We should have a positive attitude, not a negative attitude. You know, my children are watching. And children will watch to see what you're doing. Because when they, your time comes, they will do what you're doing. So, you, you, you have to be you have to be careful. You've got eyes on you. So just be careful, take care of the elderly people, make their life the, the last years of their life a very pleasant one. Keep reminding them on Allah. Keep reminding them to make zikr. If they can't read the Quran, 
bit for them. They all, the best thing to do is to read it in front of them. They will really love it, and they will love you for it as well. And Allah Ta'ala will love you too. I mean, uh, Doctor, and uh, you have a pleasant and beautiful evening ahead. We'll talk to you soon. And as uh, usual, Jazakallah Khaira for being uh, there whenever we call upon you for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to serve the Ummah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for the Isha Azan and inshallah we will continue after that.